What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 61. I've been on a short hiatus. It was my birthday. Um, I'll tell you about that soon because it was a little out of control. And then uh, a lot of things have happened. Obviously, Nate Diaz has retired from the UFC. Uh, Anderson Silva's fighting Jake Paul. Floyd Mayweather knocks somebody else out in an exhibition and receives multiple millions of dollars. But the biggest thing I think for me over the last couple of weeks, besides the, the Nate Diaz leaving the UFC, was ADCC came, which is like, if you don't know, people will describe it often as like the Super Bowl of Jiu-Jitsu because they allow wrestling, slams, everything else, and all the top competitors go to it. They're usually by invite. So that happened, and I guess I have some thoughts about that. But first, if you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, leave a comment to help the algorithm. If you have not seen, I've also dropped more technique videos and training videos, so make sure you go check those out, and you can do those with a friend on a bag. Hopefully somebody's got some pads around. You can really do the work. Um, if you want to stop by the gym and do it in person, hit us up at www.luckysmt.com. You can hit me directly at Lucky's Muay Thai. Don't be a weirdo. Not that I get any weirdos, but don't be the first. Um, we also have Jiu-Jitsu by Roberto Carrero. You can hit him up at Carrero BJJ on Instagram. And uh, drop us a line, www.luckysmt.com. Get a free trial class. See if you like it. And if you like it, we will set you on your journey to learn some Muay Thai, get in shape, self-defense, all of those wonderful things. Uh, looking forward to meeting you. Drop me a line. All right. So it was my birthday. I turned the big five. Oh, should I do it this way? I don't know which way you're looking at me. Anyway, um, I got really sick. Now, I wasn't sure it was like COVID or anything. I didn't feel crazy terrible, a little cold, whatever it was. And I stayed away from work for a couple of days. And it was like Wednesday to Thursday, which was my birthday. So I slept through my entire birthday. I don't know if I answered even any calls or text messages. I was just sleeping. And then um, my gal got sick too. So right after that, she was a mess because she was sick. And I was getting, I was felt pretty good after two day, a day and a half. And she said that there are surprises. Turns out the surprises were people were flying in town to make my 50th birthday an amazing freaking birthday. Um, so my mom was coming from Phoenix. My sister was coming from St. Louis. My best friend was coming from Texas. They did not come because my gal then tested positive for COVID which she immediately got the Paxlovid and was like, I mean, it rocked it right out. So that's good. But my mom and my sister did come. Um, they had had a surprise party set up for me and the whole thing. So eight shots later at the Airbnb, that's the last sort of thing I remember is about at least how many shots I had taken. Um, but it was awesome anyway. And even though it was small and, you know, we weren't able to like, really throw down. It was great to be with my family. It was great to turn 50. Um, and it was awesome for my girl to set up this like really cool, uh, get together for all the people, people that I really love. So it was, that was dope. Um, that being said, a lot has happened since I've been here. Um, Nate Diaz retired from the UFC or at least he finished his contract off, which is 
an amazing feat on its own. He actually was able to escape. Not many people get out alive. Um, they did try to take him out, though, with Chimaev and this whole thing, but Chimaev missed weight, as everybody knows, by like eight pounds. So they moved the fights around. Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson is probably a fight that we would have liked to have seen seven, eight years ago, five years ago, but it was still a great fight. Nate, in true Nate fashion, hits the guillotine as Tony goes to take him down after he, after he popped Tony a few times. So Tony actually looked pretty good, to be honest. Um, and Nate with the guillotine and the muscle uh, flex ends his career with the UFC, at least for now. Claims he's going to go take over another sport, which I'm assu- everybody's assuming is boxing. Who knows, man? The guy may fucking go bull. I don't know. Or maybe it's triathlon. You know, maybe he might try to fucking kill the triathlon world. I don't know. You know, you got to wait and see what's going to happen because he's under like a, a contract with the UFC for the next, I think, 90 days, something like that. So he can't talk to anybody about any contracts, doing any kind of fighting. And they get opportunity to match him for, I think, for over a year or something like that. So for like a year. Anyway, we'll see what happens next. Happens next. But Nate Diaz is by far one of the best uh, attractions to the UFC, you know, since he joined, which came on the ultimate fighter. He won the ultimate fighter and then went on to just be a showman, be a fighter, be real about everything as real as he could be and show up and do the work. And regardless of what everybody else might've thought and about his, the way he speaks or his persona or his brother, whatever the case may be, this guy made a huge impact on the sport of MMA and a huge impact, even on the sport of jujitsu. I think people really don't, give them enough credit in the places where I think the credit's deserved. I think the credit's deserved from them being on the mats all the time, from, from opening their own jujitsu school. That when I say that they, I mean him and his brother, uh, Nick, and, you know, providing jujitsu in a place, you know, Stockton, man, it's not the most glamorous fucking place in the world. And yes, they fucking can go do live wherever they want to now, but you know, they really put sort of a small place, that they came up in on a map where everybody kind of knows it. You know, they call it slap when he slaps people or the Stockton slap, like, the, you know, everybody kind of knows it. And I think it was what it's a two Oh nine. Isn't that like the same time he finished the choke on uh Tony Ferguson, something crazy like that. So, you know, salute to Nate Diaz. Thanks for all the entertainment. Obviously there may be more to come in the future. So I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of entertainment, our boy Floyd Mayweather, just uh, fought another exhibition and uh, knocked the guy out in the second round. You know, here's the thing. If it's going to be an exhibition, it should just be an exhibition. But if people are going to get knocked out, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not going to go crazy hard on on the, one of the best fighters, if not the best fighter of all time. But it seems to me when he does his exhibition, guys tend to like to try to tee off a little bit. And it never turns out good. Like, it just doesn't turn out well. I don't know what these fights are. They're not exhibitions as you know them. And he's making millions of dollars doing them. It is definitely Mikuru Asukaru. TKO'd within two rounds. Make the money, you know? He figured out a 
freaking cheat code. He got his name and his uh, his reach up so much that they invite him to foreign countries to fight one of their guys just to freaking see him, just to see him. So, I mean, I guess salute to Floyd with the cheat code because these guys out here really hustling and, you know, trying to fucking make anything happen in the fight world. And this dude is overcome the fight world and is now doing it for fun and still making more money than many of the guys out here really hustling and trying to make a, a living off of fighting. It's nuts what he's done, to be quite honest. Which brings me to this. Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul. You know, I don't know. I like Anderson in this fight, but I also understand that, you know, Jake Paul's a young, strong guy. Anderson's an old, strong guy. Definitely more skilled. But I just don't know. I just don't know. I'd like to see Anderson win, you know, I guess Jake Paul is now fighting a fighter. Like this is nonsense though. Let's, let's be honest. He's not fighting guys, his age that are in the same position, meaning the same position in boxing, same around the same amount of fights, you know, around the same kind of like value, like money value. No, but like, what are we, what are we doing? Is he just doing exhibitions? Because they shouldn't be considered like high-level pro fights. I guess this one is to some extent. But, geez, man. You keep calling out boxing. I guess he's trying to build boxing from working. I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I just hope he ends up fighting somebody at some point that's his age and his range. And his, you know, that's an, a, a nice matchup for a fight. So that we can really see something for his sake. For our sake, because now we're just stuck in this this sort of like go round of, you know, who is he going to pick next? And if they're better than he thinks, is he going to back out? Are they going to back out? Like, you know, what are we doing with all this stuff, man? Is it just exhibition? Are you really growing boxing? Because to me, I think his biggest thing he's done is help uh, Amanda Serrano become more of a, a, a name and get paid, which you know, potentially could help more women get paid more. But as far as himself boxing, you know, I don't know what he's, I don't know what the end goal is or what, what the deal is, man. I just, I don't see you out here fighting these young dudes and I, I guess you're getting more eyes on box. I don't know what, but make your money, do what you're doing. But every time you claim like you're a, a, a boxer, boxer, I always have to say, man, I need to see you with some guys your age that are hungry to take what you got, because that's what that's where the challenges come. The real challenges. You know, I always tell the guys when I'm coaching them that, you know, that as good as you think you are and as hungry as you think you are, there's that guy you fight across the ring or across the cage or whatever the case may be. He is going to feel the exact same way. So you cannot go in there, you know, with this false sense of security, you have to understand the dangers. And I think he does understand the dangers to some extent, but he's always given, you know, the benefit of the contracts, whatever those benefits may be, whether it's weight, whether it's hydration, whether it's, you know, date, time, 
whatever the case puts a lot of pressure on the person who's already too small, too old. I don't know, but I hope Anderson does well. You know, Jake is, you know, for sure cannot make a, a, a bunch of mistakes in this fight. He will definitely pay for those, but who knows, man, he might walk out there and just sling bombs the whole time. And I don't know, I guess we'll see. Last but not least, ADCC was just, uh, just last week. And, you know, I, let's look it up a little bit. Because what I think I enjoy is obviously the action-packed, you know, craziness of ADCC with all the big takedowns and slams and whatever else is going on. But there's other things that's like kind of, I don't know, man. The, the amount of steroid use is pretty epic, I think. Um, before I get into that, though, I just got to say the Rotolo brothers are so fucking exciting. The way that they attack, the way that they move, even their ability to come back late and hit submissions is really the jujitsu that I like a lot. I do like some pressure, slow burn jujitsu where you're really working a dude over to get to this, you know, pressuring him to give up a submission. <clears throat> but I definitely enjoy the athleticism, the creativity of uh, the brothers because they're both super creative. And I really um, enjoy that. That's the jujitsu that I love. Cade and Ty Rotolo, right? So everybody fought amazing fights. I, I enjoyed all of it, as many of the, the matches as I could catch. And then you have Gordon Ryan versus Andre Galvo as the super fight. Gordon Ryan pretty much burned through everybody. I have a thing about understanding, like, when you're seeing greatness and whether or not the, the other people are really attempting to fight back. They used to say about Michael Jordan that the other team would just catch themselves watching him instead of trying to defend him because it was such so amazing to watch. And I'm not saying that that's like a uh, an all-the-time thing that happens, but at least some of the matches that I've seen with Gordon Ryan, it looks like the guys have are, are like understanding that he's so good that they don't attempt to even fight back, you know, really go for it. And that, that's the thing that, dis that I kind of get disappointed about. Now I'm not saying he isn't great. I'm saying that there are moments where the person's already defeated before they really start going. You know, Gordon said something a while back about Felipe Pena, I think, and he said something about when he feels my grips, he's going to realize he should, he doesn't want to be there. And so now I'm wondering if every time they start these matches and these guys get going, once they feel how he grabs them, they kind of go, okay, I know this isn't going to work out. And they don't really attempt to fight as hard. Now I'm not saying this happened at ADCC. I'm just saying like, I, I know this to be a thing. Sometimes somebody so good is so like, interesting to watch that you might catch yourself watching them when you're supposed to be 
you know, guarding them, defending them. Like you see this in football as well. The guys turn around and they go, I don't know. I was freaking watching this guy run. Like he ran right by me too, you know? Um, it could be the case in, in, in some ways. The other thing is the amount of fucking steroids. I mean, good Lord. Is it a bodybuilding contest? I don't know. I feel like, and not everybody's on them. You, well, not, I don't think everybody's on them, but by the looks of it, there are definitely some people on them. Definitely. They're like, I mean, they could literally step on the bodybuilding stage right after they left ADCC and potentially earn a trophy. Uh, that being said, I guess do whatever it takes, you know, whatever you're allowed to do. But when you're when you're that big, that muscular, I want to see techniques. And I think that that's the thing that I love, like, about the Rotola brothers and some of the other guys as well. It's not just them per se, but it's just – you know, I want to see techniques. Like, why do I just want to see, why do I just want to see, like, grab the ankle, twist the ankle, fights over, jump on the guy. You know, I, I just, I don't, I get that. Sometimes it's cool. But fuck, man, if you guys are the top, 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 tippity top of the fucking world, then I want to see techniques. I want to see you rolling and flipping and going from armbar, transitioning to triangle and, you know, somebody fighting out of that and passing guard and moving north, south and like going, and you're, I just want to see that. Right. I want to see it. Just want to look at some of the results real quick. I mean, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing event. But again, what does this do for jujitsu? I don't know because it's still not mainstream and they spend a lot of money on this. So, so they say, you know, million dollar production, this and that. I want to know if it helped jujitsu grow. Because IBJJF is still sort of the staple of at least Gi. There's many tournaments around. Big name tournaments too. Polaris is still around. EBI. How does this thing grow? Does the production to me look better? I heard, you know, obviously they had some problems. But I want to know if it helped. Did other, do other people want to watch Jiu-Jitsu now because of it? I think the major issue is like, you know, you got to have a star and you got to be able to tell the story. I think we've seen some of that over the last couple of years, but I don't know how you reach the masses. I'm not sure, you know, MMA is huge. And if all the people in MMA that watched MMA or watched UFC, watched, you know, Bellator and one, if all those people watched uh, jujitsu tournaments, it could probably be pretty big. But most of those people are not real fans of martial arts necessarily. They like that particular thing. They like MMA. I've even noticed it just in the, in the city that we live in, Miami, that the majority of places 
only really do well if they have an MMA program as far as gyms, martial arts gyms go. Obviously, there's kids taekwondo classes and that kind of thing. But overall, pretty difficult to uh, get going unless you have a real MMA program. And like, just because you have an MMA program doesn't mean that those people are completely interested in jujitsu. A lot of times guys are just interested in getting, watching head kicks and, you know, quick knockouts and quick chokes, and they don't want to go through. It's easier for a person to go, man, I'm into that. I'm going to go join a gym or I'm into that. You know, I'm going to watch this event and it'd be boxing or some sort of striking than to watch a jujitsu event because they don't really understand the rules and the rules change from organization to organization. So I don't know if jujitsu is going to grow in the way that it should. Could ADCC sort of be the beginning, this last one of sort of like the growth? It could be, but you know, there were a lot of issues behind the scenes, which there are sometimes, but you know, for me personally, I enjoyed watching them. Some of them, most of the matches. Um, I didn't understand the point structure because some people were getting points. Some people weren't. There was a lot of confusion with that, but ultimately you know, it, Gordon Ryan did what everybody thought he was going to do. The Rotola brothers were amazing this time around. And it was just a fantastic uh, event to watch as a spectator of, that likes jujitsu. I'm an older guy, right? 50 years old. I like watching jujitsu. To me, this has been the, one of the most exciting um, events that I've watched. So, you know, onward and upward, I guess. Uh, jujitsu could be big or at least could be bigger. So I guess we'll see what happens in the future. That's it for me. This was episode number 61. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, hit the comment. I mean, hit the notifications, write a comment. If you want to stop by the gym, hit me up, www.luckysmt.com or at Lucky's Muay Thai directly on Instagram. Yeah, I turned 50. I'll still take birthday messages if you want to send any, right? I'm listening. Drop a comment below. I love y'all. Don't forget to check out the technique videos so that you can have some stuff to practice um, if you're not able to make it to my gym. I love y'all. I'm out. Peace. Yo, go check out BJJ Goons.